The following program is brought to you by the Astral Quarry Network. The Astral Quarry Show, hosted by Dante Sny and Alec Levin, is presented by U.S. Cellular. Welcome to the Astral Quarry Show. My name is Dante Sny. And I'm Alec Levin. We are the founders of Astral Quarry. And the hosts of this show. Today, we have a special guest, Mr. Alex, I don't know how to say your last name. Hello, glad to be here. How do you glad say it? Cogli? Kojelja. Kojelja. Who named you that? Kojelja? That's like Ho-ho-ba. Really? I've been pronouncing you wrong this whole time. I'm from Croatia, oh. not uh, South America. I, was, I always said the, the G, hard G. The good. I always believe in the good. Anyways, so explain who you are. You are to our viewers. Yeah, to our many viewers. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I am Astral Quarry's number one fan. Uh, their their OG listener, and uh, a computer science student at Purdue University. Fancy. Nice. I agree. So we have a great podcast scheduled for you. Lots of games. Lots of <laughs> topics to discuss. We're gonna get right into the. Uh, Nitty gritty oh, of, no. <laughs> of our guest here. Yeah, so we're gonna start with uh, some questions, some so, softball questions to start off. Okay, get a, get so some. Alex, tell us about eighth grade. Oh man, oh, eighth grade. Eighth oh. grade. We're gonna start with the best year of your life, probably. Um, technically, the best year of my life was seventh grade. I know all my all my friends and family out there know this about me. Um, I I failed religion class in eighth grade. You had a religion class in eighth grade. I went to a uh, a Catholic school. It was oh. terrible. Did that mold your upbringing? It made me an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Catholic school, it did not do its job. Do you have anything to say about that? Um, I think most of the teachers there were in the process of going senile. Really? They were all, like, upper 80s. Was this a Catholic middle school? Or a high school? Oh, I, or went a there, I went there from preschool to 8th grade. Mm, so they're, so it's, it's like your school. They're kind of. drilling the Catholic principal into, principals into preschoolers, right? From the, from the start. They're yes. trying. They're trying. Did you go to a Catholic high school? Or? No, I, uh, I escaped. I made it to the public school system, and I went to uh, Lyons Township High School. Excellent high school. That yeah. is an excellent high school. I went there. Or I swam there. Okay. <laughs> right? Wow. So I feel left out. Yeah. So if you went there and you swam there, can I say, like, I went to school at the beach? Sure. <laughs> what? The beach? See, you guys don't have beaches in the Midwest. Uh, we- yes, we do. The beach situation. <laughs> Lake Michigan. The la- It's a lake. Lakes have, like, leeches in them, and I don't trust lakes. Never trust standing water. That's what I've always said. And Lake Michigan is standing, technically. Are there currents in Lake Michigan? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, yeah, you can have, like, riptides and stuff. Did Lake Michigan impact your life in any way as a a youngin? Any traumatic memories? Not particularly. It didn't hyper-focus your skills in... In lake diving? I don't know. What, what do they do with lakes? Lake Michigan is dirty, and its beaches are rocks, not sand. And it's cold as well, right? Not really. Most of the year. Like in August. 
It's it not cold in August. Off. But does the did the cold affect you? Your bitter. What's our astrocorey military thing? Our forged by the forged cold. By the so cold. we say forged by the cold. Were you forged by the cold? I not from the water, but just from living in the Midwest. I would have to agree with that statement. You were forged from the cold in the yes. Midwest, and now you are a angry and bitter person because of that. Do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that pretty accurately describes me. Would it be accurate to describe that you can only taste bitter flavors? Yes. Okay. okay. The Midwest has changed this man in such a way for the better. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even go on. That's why we need to move on to our second topic: Family Feud. <laughs> so excuse me. So uh, top two questions. So we interviewed two Purdue students. Yep. Top, top one answer on the board. Um, name the worst university in the country. Indiana University. Let's check. No. One. <laughs> Alec, would you like to steal? I'll try and steal the points. Purdue University. Yes. That's a no signal. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Our studio is trash. Anyways. Yeah, so, so, you get, so you get the point. Let's go to the next question. We also asked two uh, Purdue students. Uh, top two answers are on the board. <laughs> What's the best dining hall at Purdue? I'm trying to remember what the different dining halls are. Jesus Christ. What do you Are you not a dining hall aficionado? Uh, this is no. a classic staple of Astral Glory. <laughs> I was a big fan of Ford. Ford? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's mm. not on the board. Not on the board. Not on the board. Speaking of which, dining courts. We here at Astro Quarry like to call ourselves dining courts with a ki- like quarters. With a ki- with, with a Q. Q. Dining, dining quarters. quarters. <laughs> like we court dining courts. And because we love them so much. Right. So let's talk about that. Why do you not like dining courts? I have some very painful memories of really? dining courts as a child. In the Midwest. Yes, specifically in the Midwest. Wait. <laughs> so were they Catholic dining courts? They were not. Okay. So Ford so you said Ford's your favorite. Why is Ford your favorite? I ate there the least. You ate and there the had least. The widest consistent selection. What do you think about Hillenbrand? I think Hillenbrand can suck my nuts. That is the wrong answer. <laughs> We here la- love Hill and Brand. The glasses at Hill and Brand had a thick, foggy white coat from that how bad true. the dishwashers were. You could also that argue... That gives it its flavor. Yeah, exactly. You could argue that that white coating adds to the water. I had the worst chicken parmesan of my life there. How Incorrect hard is it? Answer. How hard is it to, to bake chicken and put parmesan on you it? You know what I don't understand? The rice situation here. How hard is it to make rice? They fail every time. Uncle Ben's got to help them out. Do you agree? Yeah, I think the rice was definitely subpar. Rice was bad. Well, let's continue. You said water. 
right? You you enjoy are you do you enjoy water? You're drinking it right now for the viewers at home that cannot see this. What would you rank it on your list of drinks? I would say uh, water keeps me alive, so it's like maybe like low twenties. Low twenties. So if you could drink anything, what would you drink? Oberweiss chocolate milk. Chocolate milk is your favorite. Interesting. Well, here at Purdue, we've noticed a phenomenon where the water tastes bad. Have you noticed this as well? Um, actually, yeah. A while ago, I was uh, I was on a walk on a path through the uh, the forest by the river, and uh, if you go far enough, you can see the uh, the water treatment facility, and you can see where it returns the clean water back into the river. Why so, would it return so it back into the river? Who cares about the river? But that's the thing. Then if you go a little farther, you can see a, a factory dumping into the river. <laughs> is this a lead factory or something? What do you think the factory is? Uh, I would assume it has to manufacture overly small children's shoes. That is a good That is a good guess, I would say. That or like it's a butcher shop kind of thing. Why, why would a, a butcher need runoff? I don't know. Just throw away the guts or something. Anyways, we've got a game for you. We here... At Astro Quarry, have uh, a water game. We have compiled three different cups of water that have no labeling on them and no distinctive taste or, or not taste, but no distinctive smells. Will this game harm my health? Probably Will I not. Will I be drinking water straight from the Wabash? Maybe that is a maybe. Anyways, we want you to taste them and tell us and and identify which one is which. And the sources are not clear, by the way. We don't tell you in advance. And we are calling this Quarry Water. Water. With a Q. So, with a Q so, on, a, on a W. Um, what, what are the... So I only have to identify the, the one from the river? No, you just identify where they come, came from. Where they come from? Just with no reference? No. No. No reference. And then maybe rank them on... Yeah, taste. I would say rank oh, them. Oh, man. Okay. I, so um, let's go with number one. Why does this one have bubbles in it? I don't know. Water has bubbles. Maybe it's the lead pipes. Is this we vinegar? Vinegar? Why would we do that? That's not water. <laughs> Should drink vinegar? Just take a sip. What is that? I don't know. It's water. Quarry water. What? Did you get a distinctive taste of lead? What's on your tongue? It's corroding your tongue for the viewers at home. It it, it feels acidic. I have no acidic. idea what it is. Okay, let's try the next one. This is a great podcast right now. I think viewers are gonna call in about this. This yeah. is such riveting sound. Riveting sound right now. He's tasting them. What do you think, Alex? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I think I think this middle one. I think this is sparkling water. Mm, good I, guess. Um, I think it's from the 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 brand everyone likes. That's I think is really shitty. It has like the different flavor. Lacroix. I have a feeling this okay, is Lacroix. Okay, Lacroix is your guess. I'm gonna guess this uh, this far left one. This is the uh, the unfiltered water. I'm gonna guess this is filtered water. Mr. Alex, what do you think? I mean, Alex. Excuse me? The names are too similar. 
It confuses um, me. I'm a simple man. Yeah, you damn right are. Okay. <laughs> Get was he right? Well, you were wait, very, wait, wait. Actually, rank. Yeah, you have to admit that the rank. Which one's best? Which yeah, one's which better? one? Which one do you like the most? This one. That one. Yes. Which one do you hate the most? <laughs> Probably this one. Mm. Mm. So that so he pointed toward the one he said was Lacroix. Yes. And he pointed to <laughs> which one did you say that one? His favorite was the filtered. Yes. The filtered. What? What do you? I see. Correct. He is two thirds correct. This is not Lacroix, but it is Dante. You want to say Pellegrino? Very close. So this does prove that Purdue has bad water, because you said the worst water, second to the Pellegrino, which was a Joker entry. Okay, didn't matter. Was the unfiltered tap water? Do you agree? It tastes bad. I'm honestly assuming you just went to the river with a bucket, and this is the result of it. Exactly. The lead-lined pipes are causing detriment to the Purdue students. The industries on the Wabash are infecting our precious water. Speaking of the Wabash, here at AstroCore, we have a big announcement. For the viewers who've stuck in this far, I'm sure there are many of them, we are going to announce something right here with our guest, Mr. Alex, that we will be embarking the AstroCore team will be embarking in a few months on a journey to find the origin of the Wabash River. What do you think, Alex? I'm very excited for this venture. I cannot wait to watch it. Yes. It's an elusive mystery that scientists, historians never discover. It will be part one of the Quarry Without Borders television show. <laughs> and we will be finding... The origin of the Wabash, like I said, I'm very excited. Four-part special. Is this is this some kind of holiday special, by chance? Yes, it's coming out December 20th, one year from the premiere of Late Night. This must be a very exciting moment for both of you. Yes, it's very We're exciting. very excited and pleased to announce, to finally announce this. Yeah, our second television endeavor. Anyways, so that was uh, some Corey news for you all, sprinkled in among the water... The water game that we call Cory Water. Cory Water. Anyways, let's continue. Did you hear about the new news that came out out of Walk? I don't even know what that stands for anymore. Wilmoth Active, Active Learning Center. Yeah, that place. Founders Harvey Did you and hear Thomas? the portrait of uh, which Thomas. one? Thomas was stolen. I did. You did. Now let's let's discuss this. Let's this speculate. Is, this is a ma this is major news for Purdue. Who would steal such a thing? I have to imagine uh, the painting was worth millions. I assume there's now a student who has slightly less student loans. That is a genius idea right there. They were gonna sell it on the black market. You think? I assume they already did. Thomas, I mean, we're this is gonna pop up in like Europe, Eastern Europe somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised to see it in a wealthy oil seeks palace. I agree. But do you also think it could be a mysterious thief that does this just for pure chaos? Dante, did you steal the painting? <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> We're not confirming nor denying that fact. But we do know there is a thief out there. There's one particular person that we believe... Maybe responsible. 
He has stolen numerous, countless objects throughout the world. His name. Such a, such, well, I'll, I'll give him. I'll give them his rundown. The Shroud of Turin. What? Some oh, yeah. famous Japanese sword. And, and most, <laughs> most famously, Pink Panther Diamond. His name is El Tornado. Are you? <laughs> He's also stolen two things right behind you, Alex. Those two signs. For the viewers at home, we uh, have two stolen artifacts from Hawkins Hall resident, Residential Hall. Hawkins Residential <laughs> Hall. Put up by a resident assistant. One of them signals to students about quiet hours, and the other one uh, tells students to clean up after they're done. That is the work of El Tornado. Now, Valued at Sotheby's for $3.2 million. Now, there is no correlation as to why it's here because we are not El Tornado for sure. Of course. But we're just saying do you think he could have been the thief? I suspect it was an inside job and Mitch Daniels is El Tornado. That's like a very astute th- observation. Yeah. All, the, all the telltale signs are there. Yeah, I mean it was stolen right off the off the wall. Exactly. He's trying. Where's the security? No, Mitch Daniels. He wants to slowly steal all the art and replace it with art of himself. He's slowly trying to take over Purdue and to make it into a theocracy. Mm. He's trying to eliminate the history of the Wilmoth brothers. Exactly. If El Tornado was to be listening right now, what do you think he could steal? The bell. The bell. Okay, if you're out there, Mr. Tornado... We are coming for you! <laughs> the bell might be a good idea, as, as Alex says. Are there any other ideas? Acute, or, like, similar to these, these prized resident hall signs? I think it'd be pretty cool to steal the statue of uh, Neil Armstrong. Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. But I think El Tornado can do it. This is all being cut for legal reasons. Anyways. I assumed it was much when you said you had the stolen. <laughs> that is not us. That's, that's that, slander. That appeared here in our studio. We rent this studio. Okay, let me just say. Okay, El Tornado could have been are implying, here. Are you implying El Tornado is the owner of the room? I think he rents out this place to have or his she. own podcast. Or she. Anyways. You spoke earlier to us today, off-camera. All of this is off-camera, really, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Off-air. <laughs> that you suffered a brain traumatic injury today. Can you tell us more about it? Uh, yes. Earlier, I was, uh, I was involved in a very serious uh, spike ball playing accident. I barely escaped with my life. What is spike ball? Spike ball, it's a, uh, it's a traditionally safe children's game where children stand around a net that is spread across a like circle and it's like it's got like four legs so it's essentially I'm not following it's essentially all. a very small trampoline okay. okay and then there's a ball and there are two teams you are a partner with one of the people adjacent to you and then the other two people are partners and you alternate serves and it's essentially like volleyball whereas one person serves you have to bounce it off the trampoline net 
and then it goes up and the other people have to hit it. And if it hits it twice in a row without somebody on the other team hitting it, you get a point. If people miss it after you hit it, you get a point. It's I'm not going to explain all the rules, but it's uh, traditionally Because you, very you fun lost me game. way early in the story. So spike ball, is this some sort of European sport? Um, I believe it is traditionally Cantonese in origin. We've got an expert, resident expert here. Anyways, so I'm assuming the ball hits the trampoline and flies up, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. And you try to get this ball. Yes. So you were reaching for the ball and were hit by the ball or by an elbow or something? No. I, um, so uh, across from me was Nathan. Mm, Nathan, a con- co-contributor to Astral Court. Uh, yes, and also a known psychopath. Okay. He'll be listening. And so um, we were playing, and he jumped forwards and hit the ball down with the intention of hitting it on the net behind him. So it would go backwards because it was my responsibility to go return the ball. So then I would have to run around the entire net to go get it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So then when I was running over... He, he ducked down after he hit it. And as I was running by, he, he stood up. And the top of his head went directly into my chin. Mm. So you could have a neck injury as well right now. Uh, possibly, yes. My ears were popping for several minutes afterwards. Uh, my jaw is still quite sore. I attempted to eat a pretzel. It was excruciating. <laughs> my legal team is, uh, has been notified about this, and they're getting involved. Okay, seems like we need to consult the on-air doctor, Dr. Lunacycle. Hello! <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is German! It's supposed to be German! Okay, Dante. Hello, the name is Dr. Lunacycle. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Mr. Alex. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Luna Cycle. I am from Germany. I am the only doctor left in the Midwest that performs the lobotomy. That is what I'm known for. So tell me about this pretzel. It was an old time, one of the large twist pretzels. So what do you feel about this pretzel? It tasted good. I think you need a lobotomy. <laughs> Prepare. <laughs> Prepare the chamber. Thank you, Dr. Lunacycle. He's going to prepare the chamber now. Anyways. <laughs> Glad we took your medical concerns seriously. Because it would be a shame if... Would have been a shame. If you die in the next few hours due to a hemorrhage. Anyways, let's continue our talking about Purdue. As you oh, there goes the notepad. <laughs> yeah, the notes are gone. We run out of topics. So, as you know, you're a computer science major, as you mentioned yes. early in the program. So, what does that mean? Computers are really complicated. Okay. And I know slightly more about them than the average person. Wow. Very cocky. Now, does 
we know of a certain terrible gang here at Purdue. A Purdue, a Purdueian. I can't even say their names, honestly. They're so disgusting and revolting. I've heard their name is ITAP. So does this have anything to do with computer science? Uh, no, ITAP is uh, CIT. They're in the Polytechnic School. Mm. They are uh, fake. So Polytechnic's better, right? Is a Polytechnic aerospace engineer better than a regular? I don't know. I'm not aerospace engineering. We're radio co-hosts. I do not know what you're talking about. Let us continue the that conversation. That suspicious. You kind of got very... Your mannerisms changed. Anyways, so ITAP is very bad. Do you agree? Yes. What do they even stand for? I don't even know. International... Terrorist... <laughs> Association, Association of Pancakes. I was thinking the same thing. So, this International Terrorist Association of Pancakes... For some I, reason, they don't work with pancakes. I believe. Uh, I believe their their purpose here is to uh, slowly siphon all of Purdue's internet. I believe they are a uh, a a group which has infiltrated the traditional Purdue uh, network. I believe they are secretly run by Mitch Daniels. His plan to sabotage and take over Purdue starts with him taking access to the internet, much like uh, China does. Or do you think they could just be completely incompetent? I'm not sure. I will say this is Indiana. But, okay, I, I agree with the China I China story. But also, at the same time, I feel like everything they've done is terrible. In every way. Last year, uh, the Wi-Fi was so bad, it broke my laptop. The Wi-Fi driver is soldered on. I've sent it in for repairs uh, three times, and the Wi-Fi still does not work right because of the ITAP internet. They also banned Apple Music. Why would they do such a thing? I, don't, I have no idea. I, the constitutional right of censorship. Music. Censorship. Exactly. I don't. I didn't know this was freaking communist Russia in nineteen eighty four. They're trying to censor your podcast, Dante. They know what forms it's on. However, Spotify is too big. We for speak the truth here. Yeah, we speak exactly. the truth. We think I the internet. They're terrorists. Honestly, ITAP, I believe, is also responsible for turning the frogs gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of Boiler Key? <laughs> this key. is uh, this is a hot controversial. I've uh, I've attempted a lot of therapy about Boiler Key. My Boiler Key did not work properly for about the first month. That's did you have to get the right. pager thing? Uh, no, I did not. I had to get my Boiler Key password reset because it kept changing. So for the uh, viewers in the international viewers that don't know much about what Boiler mm. Key is, Boiler Key is a two-factor authentication. That Purdue has rebranded to Boiler Key. Now I don't really know why Boiler has anything to do with it. Is it a key of Boiler? I, that's beyond my pay grade. So, anyways, is it not terrible in every way? Because what is this pin, comma, push crap? Yeah, I I think essentially, uh, if you think about it logically, it really ends up just being still a password entered into a site. Obviously, you have to tap a button, but what information but now the password is much less diverse everyone's passwords look the same now they all have push and a comma in it yes but i, I believe the difference is the the information that you type into the password is then routed through a third-party server which then has to authenticate it and send the success signal back what if the third-party server gets hacked 
What if it's Saudi? Exactly. Um, what exactly does that mean? What if the Saudis have all our information? Um, I'm sorry, I ha- can you repeat that? Yeah, I, there was a I train outside that just bursted through the window. Yeah, our studio is located in a on the train tracks. Yeah, in a rail yard. Mm-hmm. We are in New York City, so lots of trains. And we also go to Purdue. We commute. Anyways, what were we saying about? Uh, the question was posed um, that the Saudis might have influence on our privacy information. I I was I I wouldn't doubt it to be honest. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. I uh, I can definitely understand why the uh, Saudis want access to my transcript and uh, and students' transcripts. Yeah, that's very valuable information. I could I hear it could be worth entire dollars. Entire dollars. Well, I'm sure convert that to Saudi money. It's like a million dollars. Million Saudi dollars. You could probably buy a house in the desert or something. Like that a, actually sounds then like great return on investment for college tuition. You get you get the grades and the Saudis hack them, or you sell the grades. Well, to maybe the maybe that's why they're hacking you because they can take your three dollars stored in Boiler Express, and then they can route the Boiler Express into the Saudi government to pay for. Through Western Union. Exactly. Uh, to pay for what exactly? I don't know. What do they need in Saudi... Uh, air conditioning, probably? Missiles? I don't know. Mustard gas? Yeah, I... Um, Zycon B? I, I think this went to a pretty dark place pretty fast. I uh, I would hope the Saudis uh, have not stolen my, my $3. I, Because... Uh, I need that to do laundry. I agree. I think Boiler Express is the future. Do you not agree? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, hopefully in the upcoming months, with, uh, with the rise of new cryptocurrencies, we'll see a Boiler cryptocurrency. Fingers crossed. So we've been saying for a while here on the Astro Corey Show that we think, don't tell anyone, that the Boiler Express market, is there's currently a bubble in the Boiler Express market. Hmm. And... I'm not supposed to say this, but I've actually shorted a hundred dollars right. in Boiler Express. We're looking to do credit default swaps on Boiler Express accounts. We believe that many of them are subprime. Exactly. This uh, this uh, sounds very promising. I uh, I'm curious what what leads the both of you to suspect this. Well, the 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 a the the ratings agencies are all corrupt. First of all, yeah, because they've been rating the bonds as triple A when they are actually more like four percent worth of Boiler Express, and they should be rated maybe B, double B. What do you or think? Or C, or C even. So then, uh, uh, why not why not cut this off the head? Why not go after the rating agencies? Well, see, Alan Greenspan is the chairman of the Boiler Express board, and he controls the entire operation. Uh, and he cannot you, be touched. Uh, do you believe he's in cahoots with Mitch Daniels, then? Perhaps, perhaps all these events are connected. Perhaps the painting was stolen to inflate the amount of Boiler Express to dollars the market? to cause a bubble and crash the market. I think they've shorted it themselves. Exactly. They could make entire tens of dollars. See, I'm telling you, the transaction fee that is imposed on every transaction is making Purdue a fortune. Because think about it. When you order Boiler Express, when you buy into the market, 
you're not buying in huge amounts. It's a common man's market. Just like in the 2000, early 2000s housing crisis or housing bubble, everyone could get in. Everyone can get into Boiler Express, but it's the fees that get you. Hidden fees. The deception lies in Mitch Daniels' plan to freeze tuition. What if then What if then I propose to you the plan is not to crash Boiler Express? What if the bubble is Purdue? What if the stagnation of student tuition is along causing with, people along to... with all this Boiler Express, the fee, perhaps all this Purdue is taking all this money, or perhaps it, it's it's all a, a big scheme. It's There's going to be crash. a moment when it crashes, and tuition is going to triple. And half the people are going to have to leave because the school. Because consider, much, like, much like the housing ferrets. crisis, many people who should not be taking out loans are in order to pay for this very expensive thing and not seeing returns. And joining it when they can't afford it. Exactly. I, th- I think, I believe they've shorted Purdue because if you think about it, the Boiler Express, that money goes to Purdue. It's all part of Purdue. It, it must be proportional somehow or connected to the, the, to the price of Purdue. But let's bring in dining dollars into all of this. Oh, yeah. It's a lucrative market, usually not, not heard of much in these economics talks, but mm-hmm. we believe that... Popular among foreign trade. Right, like the Nisei 225. Exactly. I think dining dollars are the hidden key in all of this because the less people can afford, it's like, a, it's like one big, one straw is pulled, the whole thing falls down because... It's like Jenga, pretty much. Because once the tuition skyrockets, people can't afford dining. So then they turn to Boiler Express. Because that's all they can afford. Because you can't afford to buy the, the thing outright. So you gotta, if you want to eat at the dining courts, you gotta do it like, you know, with Boiler Express instead. Instead of paying the 4000 But then that screws you, because then you gotta pay these transaction fees. So then... All these people are flooding into Boiler Express. And guess what? The market just crashed. You can't handle that amount of people. And there's the bubble. Pop. If you also think about it, Purdue itself is uh it's overextending, it's overexpanding itself. It's exactly. it's prime to crash. Look at all the new all the new buildings there that are being built on campus. Overflow right housing. Exactly too many students. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue crashes in the next four to five months. I agree. And uh, as as you know, we did a special on the housing crisis in late night with Astro Corey. We saw the Shreve epidemic. Yeah, we saw the many people, the 1.2 million refugees. Yeah, the trash house. everywhere. I mean, it was the smell was unbelievable. I think there we was, should at this point we should take a little moment of silence for those lost in the Shreve riots. I really don't care. There about was the, uh, there was trash everywhere in Shreve. Yeah, there was trash. Perhaps mean, uh, perhaps this may have helped. I don't know what you're talking about, I and the not, viewers don't either. I am, uh, I am gesturing to, uh, to a, a, a painting on Dante's wall. He has some, uh, some beautiful framed art that says "Yo, stop, cleanup time." And it was, uh, I believe, it was donated to him by uh, the Purdue University. Mm, that's what, mm-hmm. that's what El Tornado <laughs> says. If you are listening, El Tornado, the authorities will get you soon. The Astro Corey Show was made possible by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. Please visit www.audible.com for one free audiobook if you use the code Corey50. 
This is the best place for audiobooks, and I cannot recommend it enough. Do you know how many books I have gotten from Audible? Off the chain amount, if that even makes sense. I read all the time, but reading takes time, and time is money, and money is power, and I don't have time to lose power, okay? And so I can gain my power while listening to Animal Farm. Or I can listen to some other amazing books. Anyways, we here at the Astro Quarry Show would like to recommend our own book to you guys. Use your free book on this. And that book is called Those Quarry Days, The Rise and Fall of Astro Quarry Technical Group. Written by Jason Quackenbush. So Jason Quackenbush is a really accomplished writer. I love the stuff he writes. Um, he's been a columnist for the Quarry Post for several years now. Um, one of his greatest hits was his expose on the uh, the failure of my own leadership. Um, and so that got me to resign from my post. So he's a really great author. I really recommend it. And we're back with our distinguished guest, Mr. Alex Kajelja. I believe Dante Sinai is a, a racist bigot who hates uh, Europeans. I would agree with that statement. And he, he actually... More so French He actually, though. during the uh, ad, he proposed to me a, uh, a reverse crusade of France. What are your opinions on the crusade? Which one's your favorite? I, uh, I don't know too much about the crusades. I, I hesitantly say the first one because they happen, so there's got to be a first one. I like the Children's Crusade exactly what when I they sent say. all the kids to, to die. The ch- I think the Children's Crusade is one of humanity's modern marvels. What? <laughs> modern? Uh, when, when did the Children's Crusade happen? I'm not sure on the details. Yeah, I would say that. But <laughs> I th- they sent children to fight in the Crusade because I think that was an intelligent decision because children are the best fighters. What, what exactly is considered a child? Was it like three-year-olds? Or was it was it like 12-year-olds. Like 12-year-olds or so. And then they got lost and died, so it didn't really work. So it's it's kind of like the uh, the often qu- uh, posed theoretical question: Would you rather fight uh, ten horse-sized ducks or one duck-sized horse? Yes, it is Alex Kajelja. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Mr. Alex Kajelja. <laughs> Can I get cut? Do I have to say something racist to get it cut? No, I think that. Your concussion is making you hallucinate this whole thing. We I, think I, you're I the racist one. Exactly. You're imagining. You've been lobotomized, right? And you are hallucinating this whole experience. I have uh, I've been accused of that before. Anyway, let's talk yeah. about some great news. The Amazon is burning down. More farmland for soybeans. Absolutely amazing. How will news. I get my packages? What a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Thank you. <laughs> we are with Alex Kajelja, comedy writer, the featured comedian. I am available. You can find me on LinkedIn. Exactly. Uh, www.linkedin.com slash AJ Kajelja. I will go C-O-G-E-L-J-A. I think it's Kajelgia. <laughs> I, I would then, uh, I would accuse you of anti-Semitism then. Anyways, the, the Amazon is burning down. A tragedy. What is it? I'm uh, I'm very much an environmentalist, and uh, I believe in conservation and preservation. I believe in fire. Let it burn, right, Dante? 
I agree. It's natural. I believe it's some things are are meant to burn. Well, my question is, isn't not, it a rainforest? So why hasn't it rained? Do you think the fire is making the rain go away in some way? How are the piranhas doing? I uh, I think the piranhas are, are f- actually, uh, it's possible they could die. It's possible that like a lot of the burning and the things that come from that runoff could go into the water. And they live in the Amazon r- river. river, right? Uh, no, they yeah. do not live in the forest. They live in the river. I meant the river. Speaking of the river, the Wabash River, <laughs> we're finding the origin of it. To go back to this, this is premiering December 20th, 2019. Get that Mark on your, your calendars. calendars. Exactly, the Wabash River. If the Wabash starts burning, I'd be sad. Uh, yeah, I, I would be sad. I think uh, I think it, it's rightfully earned its place as America's most toxic river. And uh, anything of that magnitude, good enough to be the best at something, I, I think we should save it and preserve it. I would agree. Now we finally see oh, we our views have aligned. The Wabash River is the future. Yes. But but what is what animals live in the Amazon? Frogs, ocelots. I I would assume um, bears. Do bears live in the Amazon? Uh, no, I polar I don't bears. I would assume so. ants live in the Amazon. Oh, they I, live everywhere. Don't they have a uh, bullet ants? They do. I don't know. Am I a freaking bio major? I don't know. No, you're a, you're a TV radio host. Exactly. I am a personality that people want to hear. Uh, have they announced uh, when you're getting your star on the Walk of Fame? I already have two uh, Order of Quarry awards, right? And a distinct and, and a medal, medal of uh, medal, medal of freedom, Nicole medal of freedom with, with distinction. With distinction. Would so you, I don't uh, need that. I I am sorry. I am slightly ignorant in the ways of the Quarian people. Would it's you classified. care to share uh, what he did to deserve such an achievement? For is that bravery, uh, is that for bravery, is that for bravery and, day, and valor in day to day life? Is that human female hair in your desk? Yes. Don't, Don't ignore that. that. That's El Tornado's. <laughs> As you can see here, this is my order, my uh, my Medal of Freedom, my Nickel um, Medal of Freedom. Could I, could I see it slightly closer? Yeah, so for the viewers at home right now, I'm showing him my Nickel Medal of Freedom. Uh, it's a cross nickel medal inside of a overly sized box that was given to me by the, the coin leaders. Turn it over? Yeah, it's insured, so don't worry. For five Copy. million dollars. What do you mean? That says Dante. I think El Tornado's has replaced this with a with a forgery. It says copy on the back. Copy in Russian actually means extremely valuable. I have actually been learning Russian. Really? Yes. How much? So is it? Is there any reason for this, or is it just a hobby? Yeah, I uh, I made the mistake of taking Latin in high school, and I uh, I was talking with one of my friends over the summer. And we thought, hey, it'd be cool to try to become bilingual. And Russian's a useful language. Mm. If you're a communist. Is that an accusation? No, it's just a statement. I, I, I would statement accuse of you of uh, McCarthyism, sir. I think you're saying Joseph ghosts. McCarthy was, was a, a wartime noble, hero. And a noble man. And he, wore, he got three nickel medal freedoms. Yeah, we post humorously. <laughs> Did you say post humorously? Yeah, because it's so after, after he left. The Astral Quarry Show with Dante Sinai and Alec Levin is brought to you by the Astral Quarry Network, a subsidiary of Lunacycle Productions 
in association with AstroCorey Technology Group. Our supervising producer is David Atkinson, technical direction by Arthur Frazzo. Our business and ops manager is TJ Ram, and our incidental music is by Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry. Our production managers are the Wilmoth Brothers, our senior producer is Mohammed Zinni, and the executive producers of the Astro Corey Show are Dante Sinai and Alec Levin from Corey Productions. Special thanks to Alex Gojelja for his appearance, and of course, thanks to all of you for listening. We will see you next week. This is AQN.